Yo, 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 what's cracking all of our boggies out there? Welcome to Elpis, Elpisode. Elpisode. The El, El Pastor. Welcome to episode 19 of Your Brain. Oh, God, 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 God. Man, you guys are in for a treat. Treat, treat. Okay? A sweet treat. Because we had no idea what we were talking about. Well, we had a plan. We did have an idea. And then a spontaneous flow took over. And we started talking about all manner of stuff. About living authentic. About living in flow. About doing relationships in flow about a whole bunch of amazing stuff that we're excited to share with you because I think it was actually a good conversation. So a little bit different for today, but we hope that you enjoy it. We hope that you're inspired by it and we hope that you uh, live a more full, authentic life with people in front of people uh, and that you uh, that you love people well because of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. Get into it. Get into it. Yeah. Boggies out there, to your brain on God. God. Hey, are you struggling sleeping? <laughs> do you wake up with night terrors in the middle of the night? I do. <laughs> do you struggle to have relationships that are top-notch, top-quality, top-kiltered? How did you know? <laughs> well, you should call 1-800-YBOG, and we'll give you just what you need. <laughs> YBOG? Y-B-O-G? Y-B-O-G. That's YBOG. Y-B-O-G stands for your brain on God, 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 God. God, God, God. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Aaron Russ. Sometimes the things that come out of your head. Dude, I, I just s- never know what to anticipate. I really don't either. It keeps life exciting. Y- you know what's something beautiful about not thinking ever? <laughs> Is sometimes sometimes the most creative things that I have ever come out of wait <laughs> that I have ever come up with have been out of nothing like they ex just nihilo. like ex <laughs> yes they've been ex nihilo like the Lord Jesus Christ created well you said that wasn't biblical anyway that's a different <laughs> that's a different, different podcast conversation. different conversation but yeah I feel like um I feel like when you let go of just needing to say anything right at all. Mm. You just say the right things. <laughs> <laughs> when you let go of needing to say the right thing, you just say the right you thing. You just say the right things, you know? I, I think there's an aspect to um getting your getting your brain in sync with the spirit. And so whatever you say, it'll probably be all right, you know? I don't know. No, I think there's some truth to that. Right? I think a lot of times we say things we well. I don't know. <laughs> so one hand, I think that sometimes we say things that we didn't mean to say and we regret saying because we didn't think about it. But maybe if we were okay with not saying the right thing, we would have just said it the right way the first time. Right. Maybe being cons- maybe be- trying to say it the right way stops us from saying it the right way. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But then also sometimes <laughs> thinking through what you want to say sometimes helps you say it the right way. Right. Like you ever get so caught up in your head you just don't even know what to say? Yeah. 
like are you say it all weird or you say it all jumbled yeah yeah unconfidently is that a word unconfidently inconfidently it's maybe it's not a word but it's an experience (laughs) (laughs) that is true and that's why we make words anyway that's why words are words that's why words exist they're arbitrary man they They are are. words are arbitrary arbitrary. i don't know who you are or if you think differently But words are arbitrary. <laughs> hey, man, if you think that words are concrete, get over yourself. There you go. <laughs> A big clap in background, the back. background in the clap for that one. No, but I, I think there's an aspect of, yeah, if you get, I, okay, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. And so if you get your heart straight, then you're going to speak from your heart. Mm-hmm. So if there's joy in your heart, if there's love in your heart, then probably what you're going to speak is going to be out of joy and out of love. Yeah. Right? You know, I think it was Gandhi. And I might have shared this with you before, Aaron. I think I did. Uh, he always shares with me about Gandhi. About <laughs> Gandhi, man. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy Gandhi is. Yeah. Gandhi, when he was younger and doing his all his peace tours and everything. And his to tour? People, yeah, he did a peace tour. He did a worldwide <laughs> tour, Gandhi. <laughs> when he would go like, before councils of people and stuff and like big rooms and they'll have like debates on things. He would go in and he would talk about you know, what he believed in and he wouldn't have any notes with him. And he'd often be questioned as to Mm -hmm. why, why do you not have notes or how do you even talk that long without having notes? And he says, I don't need notes because it's inside of me. Mm. When we do have it inside of our heart, I know that speaks to your heart, Eric. Yes, it does. (laughs) When it comes from our heart, we don't need the notes for it. No. Though I love having notes. No, it's good. It's, uh, I think it is helpful, but I think that's true. Whenever we feel when we feel like we can't speak from our heart and we are trying to like filter things and guard things and then it comes out twisted, you know, right. it starts coming out in ways that we don't, aren't really true to what we feel or think, right, right, but we're right. trying to like shape it in a way we think might be the right way to say it. Right. And then usually there's the relationship aspect too, where it's like, you don't want someone else to think the wrong thing. So when you let go mm-hmm. of that, you end up, it's weird. You end up saying the right thing. You know, when you kind of let go of people's perceptions of you or like understanding you in the right way or you just say ridiculous things, I can't tell how many times like I've just said absolutely ridiculous things because I just don't care. But it's like one person who really, okay, this is crazy. One person who really cares about what other people think can say one thing and people are just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. You could say something and be free from what other people think and it could be the same thing that person said, but you said it in a different light and they'll love you for it. People, man. <laughs> hey, did that make sense at all? Did that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know. I I was joking, but I think I, I know what you're saying. You're saying you could say the same. Two people could say the same thing, right? And you say it in different ways. Even if you say the same words, mm-hmm. it can it'll be received differently, right? It could be based on who you are. It could just be based on the way that you said it, right? 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 I think it comes out of who you are, which is what Gandhi's talking about, which is speaking out of who you are, not like this, you know, constructed, uh, curated, you know, right, yeah, bits of information. It was always strange, like at work when I worked at Starbucks, people would get in trouble for the same things I did all the time. <laughs> and, no, and seriously, no it one wasn't favoritism. No, no one ever told me about it. Like never told me it was like wrong or whatever. Like okay, so I'm a very relational person, so I would just talk with people at the counter. Right. You know what I mean? And like no one ever really talked to me about it. You know, they would actually, or even my manager, she would look at me, she would just like laugh or whatever. Someone else would do it, dude. Get back to work. Dang. Yeah, I had a way, dude. Maybe you had a crush. Ma- maybe, maybe my manager <laughs> who was engaged had a crush on me. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Anyway. 
<laughs> well, she wasn't engaged at the time. This she made me rethink everything. Right. <laughs> oh, oh <gosh>. no. <laughs> Should I say her name? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I think, mm. um, I think there is an aspect that's something that I try to model when I speak is, and I tell people that are preaching, if you don't get it in you, don't preach it, you know? It's more right. than writing notes on a piece of paper. It's okay to have notes, but if those notes don't, if you don't become your notes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound really good, Daryl. If you don't, yeah, no, if you don't actually become what you're writing down or it doesn't actually align with who you are, right, yeah, then yeah. there's going to be a dissonance there. And no mm -hmm. matter how good of a preacher you are, well, actually people are pretty good at hiding it. But I think even in the spirit, you know, what I mean, there's like, you know, there could be a distance yeah. or maybe or something. Sometimes you can feel, I mean, sometimes it feels like it. I guess you can't right. really, as a listener, you not you might not actually be able to know for certain. Right. If you don't know the person who's speaking. I don't know. That. But you can kind of feel sometimes when it's like, right. that doesn't feel authentic. Right. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of feel it. But there's a lot of people that, you know, a lot of, you know, preachers, pastors, we all know pastors who pre are great preachers, but are doing something behind closed doors that right. maybe aren't really following their things and they're just very yeah. good at hiding it you know it was a communication skill a very a communication skill so yeah. you can't tell every time i guess but yeah it is important to to get inside you this is what i love about jesus is is the idea that there was no dissonance between who he was and what he said right completely congruent completely congruent with what he said because he was the word become flesh so everything that he said he was just speaking himself <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Daryl. <laughs> yes, no, he was speaking the truth. It's like it's, it See just what came I'm from saying, out of though? I just say yeah, these yeah. things. The, the, they sound good in my own mind, man. <laughs> they really do. No, I got you. No, for sure. They really do. But yeah, he was just he was speaking in congruence with himself. Yeah, you know? Yeah. So like there was no there was no separation between him and what he said. I think that's our goal as communicators is that uh, that's my you know my heart is that everything that i would speak would be congruent with who i am yeah absolutely because i think that mm. brings the wave of authority and that's why when jesus came on the scene everybody was like we never heard a guy talk like this before because he's speaking in congruence with who he is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is crazy there wasn't anything that was uh not true with in alignment with him with himself right you know there was nothing that was twisted or trying to be presented a different way right it just was what it was right and i wonder if jesus had to really think about what he was saying or if it did flow from you know mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure he thought about things obviously he had to study the scriptures he had to get into the scriptures or was everything that he said you know i mean i guess this is just speculation but everything he said just like you know came out of who he was you know what i mean like it's kind of an interesting thing to think about Jesus, and this is a world of topic. I promise, guys, we are going to get into the topic that we have for today. But it, but maybe this is the topic we have for today. I don't know. But if he, if he could speak an unkind word, you know, because hmm. like Jesus, I guess it, because he's God and because he became man, I guess he had the opportunity to speak wrongly or falsely, like he could sin, right? Right. 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 Right, like I guess having he could the potential sin. to sin. Right, because if, if Satan could tempt him, then that means he had the potential to be tempted, which means he had the potential to choose differently right. than being yeah, aligned sure. with the Father. Yeah, and if he didn't have the potential to sin, then right, then what is the what's the, where's the victory if there's no fight? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> like if how how can there be significance mm. in Jesus becoming man mm -hmm. if he never had the experience of 
of a man. Of a man, of a human being. Or a human being. Yeah. And Hebrews says, I mean, Hebrews says that he's tempted in every way that we were. Right. Which, I, if you were to be tempted, I imagine you'd have to have the, you can't really be tempted on something you can't follow through with. Right, 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 right. So if Jesus couldn't sin, he couldn't even be tempted. Or, right. it, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, where's the victory at if if he was never able to do that in the first place? It wasn't an option for him. Yeah, what's the significance of God becoming man if God was just... Right. Wow. Still completely separate. That's actually insane. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> that insane. A topic in one of my classes I took. Really? Yeah. Whether or not Jesus could sin? Talk about the humanity of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... But anyway, all back to speech, you know, I think, you know, love God and say whatever you want. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so when he said something similar to that, right? When they're Augustine, Augustine, what did he say? He said, love God and do whatever. Yeah. Love God and do whatever. For the most part. Yeah. Right. That's basically what, it, what right. he said. But I think, yeah, I mean, it comes back to that. It's like, okay, I, I love what one of our pastors at our church said, James. He said, like, because uh, the Bible talks about no one can tame the tongue, right? Mm-hmm. But he talked about how, but God can give you a new heart. And out of the mouth, you know what I mean? Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. So if God can give you a new heart, then it's not taming your tongue that really matters. It's getting a new heart, right? And so if you, can, right, right. you know, if you can get a new heart, then that can actually tame your tongue. So it is possible to tame your tongue you know, in that way. So, I mean, I definitely say stuff that's like stupid or hurtful, you know, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, actually, I'm very sure. But <laughs> uh, I've definitely right? said some things that were hurtful and, and harmful. I, I'm saying more of like a joking way or a ridiculous way. I'm saying I like, I love mystery. Like I love spontaneity. Like when it comes to like singing out of the blue or making up songs out of the blue or improv, like I was pretty good at improv or speaking off the cuff and not really having anything prepared. Some of my best things that I've ever done preached, you know, they written a song about something or whatever. They've all come from some natural flow of mm, just spont- right. of spontaneity, you know yeah. what I mean? Like this combustion, combustion, combustion of of spontaneity that is so beautiful to like capture and to hold on to, right? Right, right. And I mean, th- there's different ways of doing things. Some people preach very organized, and it's not bad to be spontaneous or to be organized or a mixture of both and stuff like that. I, I think there is value in both of those things. I just think a lot of times people want what is human. Right. Yeah. People, right. Pe- we, totally. we as humans like love things that are just like, because they make us go, wow. You know what I mean? When, when something just happens out of the blue or things like work out without our even, we love that. You know what I mean? Like when, I don't know, when something unexpected happens or something, you know, crazy happens like that, we love to say, wow. You know what I mean? That, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So when you see like a human operating in that, when they do improv or they come up with a song on the spot, it's like, how did right. that? It's like, wow, know? that's amazing. Yeah. Like I watched this, you know, um, uh, freestyle rapper Harry Mack or whatever mm-hmm. on Instagram and it's just like like I'm just blown away by this guy because everything that he comes up with is just straight off of the top of his brain and obviously he's, he's like even developed an op, uh, an ability to do that like off top but yeah, yeah. but it's just like this I don't know there's a lot of good things happen from just spur of the moment craziness you know yeah I don't I don't often choose to do spontaneous things mm-hmm. I'm wired differently I feel like in spontaneity I slow down. Mm. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's uh um it's not like uh I can't do spontaneous things, mm-hmm. but when I'm in an open space, I take things slowly. 
I just I feel like I operate more slowly. Like if I were to join like an improv team, mm-hmm. I don't know how well and how quick I'd pick up on. Because you have to be quick, quick right. witted. Yeah, I I don't know. I just take life at a slower pace. Usually, whenever I but but in regards to freedom, I think that that still is true. The authenticity that comes through when somebody's not trying to box everything and create everything, make it curated and perfect. The authenticity that comes through. Right. Is still what's the valuable thing. You know, we find right. so much value in the authenticity of connecting with somebody because that's where true connection happens is right. in the authenticity. Right. right. Somebody can, you can have two people speaking. One person could be really thought out and like, you know, crafted. Mm-hmm. But if they don't seem authentic, then there's not really a connection you have with the person speaking. Mm. But if you have someone who's just completely free, like going free with it and, has no structure to what they're going to do. They don't know, have it planned, but if they're being authentic, mm. there's something that grabs us right. in those moments, mm-hmm. you know? And I, uh, whenever I process things, I usually will like be writing and it's in my writing that I find a lot of like what's inside of me just coming out onto paper. Right. If I were to try to speak that out and be in words, I feel like I, I do try to like, I want to make sure I say it the right way. I don't know if I, mm. how to, how to communicate what I'm feeling. So I'm just going to write it creatively, you know, and I, mm. and I use creative language to try to express. And then once I see it, I'm like, okay, I can reframe this. So it makes more sense. Right. Not using like poetry. Okay. You see, I write, I write completely differently because every song pretty much for the most part, every song I've ever written, I've never written down. You just sung it and played it. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, like, it. like even how I write music, yeah, I will say a line, I'll think in my head, and I, I, I like never write my music down. You never write your music down? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. It's all just either like in my head, and then I'll record it on like yeah, on yeah. voice memos or something like that. Right, but I right, okay. like, I think out of all the songs I've written, I've written a good amount, amount of songs, probably like maybe five i've written down yeah yeah out of like a hundred you know Dang. of like different songs that i've like come up with even if they're just half songs or not you know not full songs or whatever but for the most part it's that's how my brain my brain processes stuff you know yeah, yeah. i remember you know with even with my ex-girlfriend it's um she she sang and writing with her was so annoying <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's a great girl, you know, she's listening. But uh, I don't know why she'd be listening. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you maybe she know. just wanted to hear my voice. Anyway, um, <laughs> never mind. Aaron, stop. See, see, this is where it comes out, man. I'm not thinking. <laughs> this is one of those other situations what, I was talking this about. This is one of those other <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing is but I don't care yeah it's authentic, it's authentic. and we so it's like it. hey if you're listening can you really be mad with me nah <laughs> <laughs> can you blame me <laughs> um but it, it was like a struggle we i remember we tried to write some songs together yeah and uh the way that i do it is just like oh no like why would we write it you know like no we don't need to like fix that or like whatever because it's almost like i put thoughts together and in my mind, I'm like, that would be good. That would be good. And then I just put it, I just, there it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. if I do tweak things, it'll come as I'm playing the song. So like I'll play the same 
uh, verse over and over again, I'm like, oh, actually, this word fits better. So it's all like it's all in my head what I'm doing, you know. Yeah, so I don't yeah. normally need to see. Now it's different with different types of music that I'm writing. So that's more like maybe simplistic verses or worship songs that I'm writing. But it like say when I I did a spoken word piece for our Easter services, that stuff I need to write down because that's like a whole lot of words but i like i st- i right, still right. hear it up up top like i'll still hear the music flow or like you know be listening to it and then like be hearing the rhythm of it everything up there but um, you'll still write it down but i'll have to okay. write it down because it's like you know blood trickles down the hair of the one man who cared enough to stand above the faults of men and cleanse them from all sin you know what i mean like it's like yeah. it's too many words to you know i don't know why i started with blood commit to memory yeah it's too many words to like actually think of just in my head i actually need to write those down yeah yeah but but yeah i don't know i think there's a balance to to both of those things you know yeah i had a i've had to grow a lot in that for sure i used to be super reserved when it came to freestyle kind of stuff or having no structure mm-hmm. it's like i felt super unsafe not comfortable at all right and i've had a yeah i've had a growing that a lot and just get comfortable not having structure and being a bit more free and allowing space i think that's why i kind of talked about having space because i just i've i had to learn how to accept space just mm-hmm. let it be <laughs> right yeah i used to with my with my messages that i would write I used to get so, um, so worried about the space as well. Like having, it was always like, I'd rather have too much information in my sermon and go long than go short. Hmm. I don't know what it was, but, but going short seemed like a, a miss, you know, it's like, I didn't come fully prepared or like I wasn't, Okay. wasn't fully ready maybe or something like that or i just didn't want there to be any awkward space like i love filling space so so at the same time it was that you know kind of fear and i remember for certain events that we'd have at church that are longer like we have like these seek nights which are longer you know worship experiences and i basically had an hour and a half you know it's like we have 30 minutes of worship and then like they throw you up there and they're like you got an hour and a half to do whatever right you know yeah, yeah. and it's like that is so much space that's you know, a space. that's a, that's a lot of space to fill. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot yeah. of content <clears throat> to produce. And I found myself like, you know, coming up with more and more and more and more right. and more. But, but, but even in those moments, usually after I get all of the more, 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 and I write down all this stuff to like fill the space. Once I actually get up there, I usually forget about most of it. Right. And then I just flow. Like it's a yeah. safety net for me. But I'll spend 30 minutes of that time literally just talking about stuff that's in my heart, like Gandhi was talking about, you know, literally just talking about stuff that I've been learning or that God's put on my heart or I feel like the spirit is saying or whatever. And then that space ends up being filled. I I think it's like a distrust thing, you know what I mean, of what's inside of us as well. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I wonder why we try to fill the space, you know, if it's given to us. Mm -hmm. um, Why do we feel we need to try to fill the space? That's one of the things that I... I've had to learn often is don't just try to fill the space. Like if that's, if the space isn't, is okay. If you don't need to fill the space or if you don't have something to fill the space with, right. Don't try to fill the space because the face, the space being filled is not the priority. Mm. It's like bring what you can bring. And if there's space, that's okay. Right. There was, uh, somebody who who was speaking at youth for the, the youth at a church a long time ago. 
And at the time, I was kind of helping like oversee some things on the weekends. I think I know what you're <laughs> you know talking, what I'm about. talking about. And uh, it was his first time going to speak for the youth. And uh, he had his notes and he went up there and he, he got up like the worship, everything finished. He started and then like 10 minutes later, he like he was done. And he like, called up the worship team. And they're like, wait, what the? And they, they were not expecting it at all. And then he... Uh, he came he came after a service and i was talking to him and he felt super discouraged he felt like he didn't prepare enough felt like he didn't have what uh, enough time to like you know he didn't know what to do with the rest of the time and he didn't feel like he put enough into it and he was but it was something that he he spent a lot of time on he felt like he had put a lot of time into it but but when he got up there he basically just read his notes right and he was done right and i just encouraged him i tried encouraging him and it's like picking him up a little bit and then just told him to be himself you know, mm-hmm. like go up there, use the notes, but don't be afraid to be himself. Like right. bring what he has to bring. Don't right. just speak the notes, but bring himself to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And then he went up there the next service and he loved it. He like had a blast and he was totally having fun and he filled up all the space that was allotted to him. You know, he, oh, he wow. used the time that he was given and he didn't, it didn't feel like he was trying just to make things up. He was actually just mm. being authentic. Right, and right, just right. hey, this is the time I have. I'm going to be me and try to get these points across to these students, and see what I can do to help them grab these things. You know, so he had fun up there, mm. and when he came back, he was like, "I'm born for this. I need to, <laughs> I need to do this every week." <laughs> what a shift! <laughs> yeah, because before he was what like, "I don't shift. think I can do this. Like, I'm not a preacher. Right. This is not. I can't do this thing." Mm. And then he came up afterwards, after just being okay with being himself. Right. You know, right, right. he just he gave himself permission to be himself. Mm. And he, he just did that. And after that, he was like, this is what I was born for. Mm. Maybe it was preaching. Maybe it wasn't. But we're definitely born for authenticity. <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and yeah, exactly. Maybe he you wasn't know? specifically talking about, you know, I was born to preach to youth students, you know. Yeah, but that is what he was thinking of because of the context. Right. And there, that could there, still be true. But There's a, um, there, there's a moment where, and I, I don't know how to explain it, but I mean, I've, I've spoken at this point you know, a lot of messages now that I think about it. I mean, I speak uh, usually at least twice a week, right. you know, yeah. um, which is, you know, when you've been doing it for, I don't know, what, a year and a half now, you know, or two years now for the middle school, you know, and sometimes I was preaching five times a week. That's you know? crazy. Yeah. Like absolutely <laughs> wild. So, so, I mean, I don't have a huge, a huge thing. I know that some preachers, you know, when you've been preaching every, every weekend, you know, three for like services. 50 years. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, exactly. For 50 <laughs> years, you know, you got me beat. I'm only 26. Give me a break, you know, but, but there's this moment where, where you just step into flow. You know, we've talked about flow a little bit as far as like being present, mm-hmm. but when when you're talking to somebody and then you just step into like this space, especially with speaking to people, when you're able to grab them, you know, and you're able to communicate with them and then you can feel it just and it's like it's almost like you and the people that you're talking to you, you get in sync with them. Yeah. You know, and almost they're moving with you, you know, and, and they're like, they're hearing as you're hearing. And, and you know what I mean? Like they're, they're feeling as you're feeling, you know, and, and, and it's like this, it's this beautiful, effortless experience, yeah. you know? And actually what's, what's interesting is that, you know, I go to counseling twice a month and, um, and you know, there's times where I don't feel in flow at all. Like I'm in my head, mm-hmm. hardcore in my head. And uh, I remember telling my counselor about like this moment where I had, and it was actually that same, that seek night or for seek week where I I did, I filled that hour and a half like it was nothing. 
Like it was like crazy. It was like the spirit of God came over me and like this flow came over me and the audience, you know what I mean? The the congregation kind of synced with me. I spoke for probably like an hour and 10 minutes and then had ministry time for 20 minutes. I filled the entire space, in it, but it didn't feel dead. It felt beautiful. People were laughing, crying, you know, dancing. So many people came and responded to the message. It was just this beautiful moment that I was actually really proud of and I was telling him about it. And he was he was talking to me about like that. that is like, that is who you are. You know what I mean? Like mm. to live in that space of, of flow, to step into that. Like, like what if you actually took that into everyday life? Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I, I didn't really think about it like that. Like, Oh man, like, it, and he said to be reminded of that, you know what I mean? Or at least I took it like that, where it's like, oh, I could be reminded of that moment. And I, what I would do every time I felt like out of the moment is I would actually watch some of that message where I was mm. in flow and then see that's who I am. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. I, I'm, wow. I'm like free and I'm full and I'm light and I'm, and I'm bringing the word and I'm calling people into like what they're, what they're made for. And I'm calling out people and bringing love and bringing Jesus. And it, and it, it, it kind of inspires me back to like, ah, that was so good. You know, that yeah. there was such a, a moment of, of this flow of this breakthrough, um, um, for me, I think, I think we can bring that into, into life, you know, like, cause there was mm-hmm. this, this authenticity, like you said, created this, this flow, this relationship aspect where people were totally, they had buy-in. Like it was basically like you could say anything and they would follow you, which is a responsibility, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> which is a huge responsibility. And, and it goes beyond, I think just being animated, yeah. right? It goes beyond just being a good communicator. I think there's something with our words you know, something with the way that we talk, something with our heart posture and our authenticity that that um, that is a connecting point for for people, you know, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I was as you were talking, I was thinking about how conversations with people, you know, we can get in kind of like a flow state, or like the state where we feel like super connected in this conversation. And there's all this like, um, you know. Kind of the, like this one. We're not talking about one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just, you're, you're in a right. place of authenticity where you're, when both people have their walls down, you mm. know, the guards aren't up and both people are just fully there, present in the conversation, right. being authentic, allowing themselves to come to the fr- forefront mm. and to receive the other person and then one other person be able to fully communicate what they feel is inside of them mm. just that wholeness that happens and that freedom that is happens and that there's such a healthy growth and healthy connection that takes place in those kinds of authentic communication moments right. even if it's a hard conversation you know the hard conversations often i think a lot of times the com- the conversations that we think we need to avoid in order to 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 be safe or be well or to continue to go on are the ones that we really need to have because right. when we have those hard conversations, they inevitably, almost always, require authenticity. Mm. And it's that authenticity in our communication mm. that helps us feel full because we, then we are fully present, right? We're right. fully there. I'm not trying to hide myself anymore. Right. I'm not trying to be something else. I'm fully uh, showing up in this conversation, you know, mm. fully showing up in the relationship. And I was going to ask, whenever you have that experience, so when you think about the experience that you had mm-hmm. when you're speaking... And being in that flow state, how do you bring that into your everyday life? Or what is that like, trying to bring it into your everyday life? Right. I mean, and that's, I think the thing is, there is no formula really for it. 
um, it's a lot of different factors. I think, um, it is, it, I think flow is like the, it's like a, a full state where it's just like your ego hides <laughs> hmm. where it's like, you can't fully be present with somebody when your ego is in the way, you know, or fully right. speak and communicate in authenticity, whether you're trying to impress them or be like somebody else or some other preacher, or some other person or get them to be like you or get them to believe a certain thing, whatever it is that the ego wants, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. The ego is craving from that interaction, right? There has to be a, a healthy letting go of those things. And, um, and I think it takes time. Like there's certain things I think it was really powerful for me because when I was in high school, I did not go through a day without caring what somebody thought, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I met Jesus, there was, and this is something that I just haven't had to struggle with too much is since I met Jesus, really, it was like, it was like a deliverance for me, wow. like a real deliverance from, from like the fear of man it's to some extent as far as like what they care about me or, or like trying to present some facade of myself. Right. Yeah. And that became extremely important to me. And it was such a, a shift for me when I met Jesus to be my authentic self that I, when I got into senior year of high school, and this is often how it goes. As soon as you let go, you start getting everything that you wanted when you were insecure, hmm. you know, that you were trying to hold on to. So, I stopped caring what people thought about me. I was authentic. And then I started being everything that I wanted to be when I was trying so hard to be that, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. And so I, I naturally started getting this flow with people. And then because that was happening, I just, I created an actual belief that I didn't need to impress anybody. Or that, or that I literally could say anything and I'd still be loved, you know. <laughs> but you could say it yeah. with like a light, a light spirit, and like be completely yourself because I'm not, I'm not tied to you mm. in any way. And wow. because I, because that's I, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And because when you actually live not tied to people, they'll love you. Yeah, you know, it's like Gladiator. We watched Gladiator <laughs> yes. last week, and then there's the contrast between Commodus, who's like the up-and-coming, um, what is he, the emperor, he the emperor, emperor, yeah. and he kills his father to get the position, and all he wants is for the people to love him. That's all, you know? he, want. That's all he wanted from his father, too. That's, yeah, and so from really everybody. it's this whole father thing where it's like he's trying to seek from everybody what he needed from his father, you know? And... And he wants people to love him so much. And because of that deep need for people to love him, people hate him mm -hmm. because he makes decisions out of this need. And, this, and he doesn't love anybody else no. well at all. No, because he's just, he's a sucker. He's a vacuum. He's, everything is about him. Everything's about him. And then you have Maximus, who's like actually a man of the people because he doesn't care about what the people think about him. Right? 
He's a man that just cares about his family and his family was killed, right? And he's a man that wants to protect other people and like care for other people. He's like a man of valor, right? He has this like authority, this power. And because he's not afraid of of death or a social death, like I remember like that scene where he like basically (laughs) slaughters all of the people in the ring. And then everyone's like, you were supposed to die. And he's like, are you not entertained? You know, is this not what you came for? It's almost like this realization of like, no matter what I do, you know what I mean? You're going to have your own opinions anyway. I don't even care. You know what I mean? Like, this is what you came for to see like this sport. Now you're, you didn't get what you want. So like, screw what you want, you know? (laughs) But then they love him for it. Right. Right. And he does everything opposite of what people want him to do. And because of that, the people are just like that wild heart, that authentic heart, right? They gravitate towards it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you have Commodus who who wants the love of the people and doesn't get it. And then Maximus, who doesn't really care about the love of people, but but loves people. Right. And he gets the respect. Yeah. And he gets the honor. Right. And so I think there was a uh, a spiritual shift for me in high school where that became my honor became about honoring God, honoring what I valued, mm-hmm. and I think that's what Maximus had. He's, he had values, right? He stood for his values, and he stood for his values above standing for you know politics or the people or you know what I mean or right. like just well, people's constant. Do it for the people. Too. He did do. It I mean, for the that people, was part yeah. of the things that he cared about. He actually cared about the people. Right. He wasn't the emperor. But he actually cared about the people. He cared about his men that he was leading. He cared about the, the people of Rome. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why his last dying wish was to do what the last Caesar really wanted to do, which was give people the power again. Right. You know, and to, to get rid of the political structure that was actually taken away from the people. Mm. And this, uh, I didn't remember what we were saying before we brought up Gladiator, but the concept of oh, wanting yeah. something so much. That you lose it. That we're losing it, and and then against being okay not having it, and that's what actually gets you it. Right. Right? And I, I said this like the youth students a while ago, but loving for wholeness, not... I mean, loving for wholeness versus loving from wholeness. Right. Like we want to... So many times we're trying to get love so we can feel complete, and in right. the process, we're not loving anybody. No. Because we're trying to take things from people. Right. All the time. And that, I love what the way that you said it. The attachment, like you're not attached to anybody. Yeah. I'm right. You don't need, them. you don't need that tied to them. You're not tied yeah. to them. There's not something that is, um, that's making you stay connected to that person. Therefore, everything you do needs to make sure you keep that connection going. Right. You can, you're okay with separating yourself from that person mm-hmm. and you can survive without them. But doing that allows you to actually love them because now you're not trying to get something from them. Right. Because now you can give something to them. And when we give something to people, when we love people well, they Mm -hmm. love us. They tend to love us back. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we get stuck in cycles of trying to be loved that we don't love well. And so we don't feel the love because it's hard to love somebody who's not loving you. Right. It's hard. The hardest people to love are the people who need it the most. Right. But it's so hard to love them because they're a lot of people are like, want to stay away from them because they think they're selfish or they're make everything about them. Right. But really those are the people who, those of us who, who need it the most. Right. We're doing that because we need love. But mm-hmm. as soon as we get to a point where we can just love someone else and focus on loving them and not needing it from them, that's when we can actually love well. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think, um, you know, my favorite pastor is Dan. He says this, all the time. He says, most of the time when we're saying, I love you to somebody, we're just saying, I need you. <laughs> hmm. And I, I think that's really powerful. 
you know, and and it affects everything. You know, yeah, when yeah. when you say you love somebody and you're really saying I need you, you're almost sucking love out of the equation. You know, right? So I, I talked about it too uh, in one of my last sermons. Just like, just like love, it inspires a response, but it doesn't require one. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like to actually love somebody is to not need them to respond to you. Right. But yeah. me loving you will inspire what I'm will looking inspire for. Inspire response. Will inspire a response. Yeah. So it's the same thing with relationships and being around people or yeah, just being your authentic self, you know. You can't have authenticity if you're needing somebody else to validate who you are. Cause right. then you're not actually being you can only be your authentic self. You know what I right. mean? You can't be everybody else's authentic self that they want you to be, you know? And so that that affects it affects everything, you know? Because then you're yeah, you're drawing from people. I, I don't really know how it works exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know really how know. many people know how it works. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really know how it works, but I, I think it is a, a a divine wisdom, you know. Um to to live to live um to live so free from people that you can love them mm, or mm-hmm. um to live so free from people that you can encourage them that you can teach them that you know it makes everything better or that you can learn from them <laughs> you can too. learn from them sometimes we don't want to learn we we don't learn from somebody because we're trying to prove that we know more than them already right you know right which is a it's just a, the same thing. It's the same thing. It's like right. we're trying to we're we were needing validation. Mm-hmm. I need to know that I know more than you. Mm-hmm. So I'm what I have to learn from you. You can't teach me anything. Right. It's like this place that and it so often cuts off relationships, mm. cuts off connection and intimacy whenever we are needing to be validated some way. Mm-hmm. Cause then we're trying to match whatever we think that whatever thing think whatever we think that equates to. Right. You know, when we can just accept, if we could just accept where we're at and focus on someone else. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, it seems super simple, but it's so hard sometimes. Right. To stop thinking about ourselves and love somebody. Right. It's like, it's one of the simplest things, but it's so difficult because we are in the middle of feeling a need for something. Right. You know? But if if we can stop thinking about ourselves and just love somebody, that's when authenticity comes forward. Mm. You know, we start being authentic because we're not worried about getting something from somebody or what right. they're going to think of us or how they're going to respond. We just want to love them. Right. And we do that the best we can. And we're we'll be acting from a place of authenticity. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just a be- it's a beautiful I think it, it it it's so near and dear to my heart because I think it's just the most beautiful thing ever. It's it's what Jesus it's what Jesus said. He's like, whoever tries to hold on to his life will lose it, mm-hmm. but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. You know, and I and it's like in in faith that's the aspect, but then it it, it that that I guess law that spiritual law makes it makes its way into every single every right. single aspect. It's, you know, yeah, transcends As, just. Yeah, as soon as you let go of the need for people to approve of you, you start feeling that people are proud of you, you know? Mm-hmm. As soon as you let go of the need for people to love you, p- 
people start loving you or the need to be popular. Like that's what happened. I, I became like a very popular guy at school, you know, in high school because I didn't care if I was popular. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it wasn't like a I'm pretending like I don't care. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I actually don't care. Like I didn't even know it, you know? I yeah. really didn't even know it. But then like some of my friends even later on they'd be like, "Dude, like, you know, you're the man or like everyone's been like talking about this or what." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Cuz it was actually, you know, I, and I think that's why Jesus became so famous too. Because he, it's almost like he never even wanted people to know about him it's so weird right he's always like don't tell anybody that i did this (laughs) yeah he would heal somebody and then say don't tell anybody you know if he was trying to build a ministry for himself or build a name for himself create a name for himself wouldn't isn't that what you would want to do make sure you have a good social media following and hey make sure you follow me on instagram you know what i mean like (laughs) give me a follow and a like yeah give me a follow and a like make sure you subscribe hit that share button hit that that share button yeah (laughs) jesus in the modern age oh my gosh um but and then he became all the more famous Right. right yeah and over and over again over and over and over and over again. And I think that's where the authority lies is in that authenticity in that, you know, he didn't need people. And, and it's something else, you know, Dan Moore talks about. It's like, can you imagine if, if Jesus needed people to love him, he would have never gone to the cross, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. he would have been on the cross and been like, why am I even here? These people don't, you know, they call me a demon and they reject me. And None I know my followers are even here right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. Just all my disciples my are gone except for John, you know, and he's trying to be the greatest in the kingdom. You know what I mean? And like, they're all doing things wrong. And like, I've loved them and loved them over and over and over again. I forgive them and they don't even care. And, you know, if he needed that response from them, he would have never done it. Mm-hmm. But, but love has this way of transcending, you know, all of those, all of those surface things, you know, um, maybe not surface things, but, um, yeah, it, it, I don't know. It has this way of, of, of transcending that need, you know? And then, yeah, as soon as you, yeah. And then, but it has to come through, I think Jesus's love as well. Cause that's what really hit me. Right. It's like, well, I don't need these people's love anymore because I've found a love. I found a love that's way better, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to enjoy this love, you know? And then now because I'm already filled with love from a source that won't fail or that's constant, you know, then I can love other people and I'm not tied to other people because I'm tied to another, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of like divorced from needing all of that from other people, you know? Yeah. And when we find our satisfaction in God, it's like, there's nothing else we need. Mm-hmm. If we can be fully satisfied in our relationship with Jesus, then we can, there's no telling how well we can love somebody, mm. love people, love those around us. Right. And I haven't achieved that. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, I think, either. I think I find my satisfaction most often through Jesus, you know? Um, and, you know, we sing kind of those songs. It's like, you satisfy my soul. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want you. And I have to be honest with myself. It's like, sometimes I don't, you know, like I, sometimes I, I want some hot Cheetos. Yeah. No, I'm like, I need to, yeah, I need to binge watch yeah, to get over this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I need yeah. to hang out with my honey, you know, but, um, not that those things are bad, but, but there are, but there are times for sure where we can, I find myself, uh, 
getting caught up trying to win someone's approval or, you know, right. or like getting caught up trying to like wondering what somebody else is thinking about me. If like, Oh, maybe I should do this. Maybe they think this would be good, mm-hmm. you know? And not that I shouldn't be mindful of certain people's views, but I shouldn't be trying to get my approval or sense of satisfaction from them. Right. right. Whether or not they approve of me shouldn't change how satisfied I am with my life. Mm-mm. Because if, if it is, I'm going to start making some poor decisions. Right. And I'm going to start making some bad sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to start sacrificing things that actually matter. Right. I'll start sacrificing the things that are actually important. And right. I don't want to be living that way. So the more that I can just find my satisfaction in Jesus and be whole and complete mm. without anybody else, the more I'll be able to love well, the more I'll be able to make good, full, wholehearted decisions towards life and health and godliness. And it's that's the direction I want to move, but it's not always the place I find myself. Right. Yeah, totally. I think I find that in relationships a lot where, um, you know, I've definitely grown, grown out of it a lot, but just noticing myself, um, you know, in, in intimate relationships or like girlfriend, guy, guy, girlfriend, guy friend, girlfriend, boyfriend stuff. <laughs> I know what they're called. Um, that my peace would be in the other person's hand. Hmm. And if I had a fear about the relationship or a fear about them, you know, it would go into this whole weird cycle of like, I don't know. Oh, what if I'm with them and I don't like this about them? Or what if this doesn't work out? Or what if I'm not happy in the relationship? And relationships make us happy and we need relationships and we want healthy relationships, right? Yeah. But there's an aspect right. to even thinking that thought that's kind of selfish in a way. You know, where it's like, what if in the future I'm not happy in this relationship? Why, why would this be my source of happiness? <laughs> hmm. You know, there is an aspect of being in a garbage relationship, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, and it sure. having a toll on you. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, Proverbs says it best. It's like, you know, a nagging wife is like dripping water, <laughs> or a husband, you know, <laughs> is like dripping water. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's bad, but. But I think even in that, like, why is my why is my peace in somebody else's hand? Or why is my acceptance in somebody else's hand? Like, if I don't take responsibility for that, or if I don't have that in God's hands, you know what I mean? Like, who's to say I won't put that in every situation that I go through, and I won't be, like, basically dragged around, rope-tied, you know, just pulled by mm-hmm. life and by relationships and by people all the time. And that's what, you know, coming back to Gladiator, that's what Commodus was. He was like, oh, yeah, right. he put his thumb up, they hated him. He put his thumb down, you know, it's a kill, they hated him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he accepts Maximus, they hate him. He pushes Maximus away, they hate him. You know, yeah. he fights Maximus, they hate him. They He killed, you know, whatever, whatever he would do, they would they would hate him, you know? So it was like... <laughs> and, he, and he kept just trying to do what they wanted him to do. Right. But well, Maximus just did what he thought was right. Exactly. And everybody loved that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think, I think there's a beautiful, yeah, there's a beautiful aspect of that, of living, living into those things, you know? And then because of that, you know, coming back to the flow thing that we were talking about, that's how, you know, you can live life in flow and relationships, you know, yeah. is learning mm-hmm. to let go of people's approval, learning to let go of people's, of needing other people to validate, you know, your, your existence, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, your heart, your, um, and and being known, I think that's a huge one too, is I'm known by God, so I don't really need to explain myself all too much, you know? Hmm. Jesus, again, 
he this guy hardly ever explained himself. He was like the most confident dude ever. He's like, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And then he's like, silence. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, this guy's crazy. Yeah, this guy's insane, you know? Because he was he, he was known. And so I think something funny that I've realized is um we often we often try and explain ourselves to people when we don't want them to get the wrong idea or we already don't feel known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Totally. You know, it's one of those moments where it's like, well, you know what I mean by that? Or like, I didn't mean to say this. Or like, you know what I mean? They kind of backtrack on their words. It's like, no, I didn't think that, you know? But if I don't have a relationship with you, you know what I mean? Or if I don't know that I'm known by you or whatever, I will constantly be justifying the things that I say. Right. You know? Yeah, if yeah. I say some crazy philosophical or theological stance that's heretical, Daryl will probably be like, he doesn't really think that, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for the most part, right. I wouldn't be like, well, you know what I mean, Daryl, you know what I mean? Right. Like, because yeah, I know yeah. that you know my heart and I'm not trying to be like a heretic or something yeah, like that, yeah, you know? Totally. I yeah. And I think, I think with the, in the same light, it's like, I don't need to explain myself. It's almost a letting go of people that aren't close to me more. So, you know, the people in the world who don't understand, because it's like some things that I say, you know, everybody's going to get the wrong idea anyway, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and I'm known and my heart's known. And so I'm good. And if I'm known by God and I'm right with God, then I'm good, you know? And that probably means that I won't be good with people, <laughs> which is something that I'm working on being not good with more people. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to cause more division. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure that was clear. <laughs> Yeah, one of my... I thought I didn't have to explain myself. One of my big... (laughs) (laughs) You totally just ruined my point. (laughs) One of my biggest fears were... uh, Used to be being misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And that's like how I... That's how I... um, Encaptured that that fear. Was like, Mm -hmm. I knew that I was afraid of being misunderstood. Mm. And I remember telling my brother that... My older brother... He was like, well, I feel bad for you, bro. <laughs> I was like, why? He's like, because how are you ever going to know if people understand you or not? Mm. And, you know, people are misunderstanding people all the time. Right. And I was like, shoot, I got a problem. <laughs> Dang. I was like, I can't let this con- control me. You know, mm. I can't be afraid of communicating because I'm afraid of somebody misunderstanding what I'm going right. to say. Right, right, right. I just need to communicate the best that I know how and trust that they'll hear my heart or ask me a question if they don't get it. Right. Mm. And and not to be afraid that oh my gosh everyone's misunderstanding what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I need to keep over I need to keep explaining myself or I just need to stop talking right 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 and that that was a big fear of mine for a long time right and I just was like I had to get over that and just be authentic <laughs> <laughs> I got a funny story Abby <laughs> when we first started dating she um she thought that I said I was gay. <laughs> While you were dating? Yeah, well, when we first started talking to each other, and um, <laughs> like complete, completely misunderstood what I was saying. Wow. And so just thought to herself, like, oh, like, I guess we could still hang out and stuff. Be but friends? He's cool. Be friends? Like, he's, he's a, a cool guy. guy and stuff. But she thought I was saying I was gay. Wow. I was like, <laughs> and so, but it, it worked out. <laughs> Man, We're together, you know, but but even the fear of being misunderstood, it's like, that is definitely not what I was trying to say. Like, I really liked her, like, you know, yeah, but yeah. she totally got something wrong out of something that I was saying. But <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> that, that could have possibly sabotaged her wanting yeah. to hang out with me. Oh my gosh. You know? yeah. um, but, you know, it worked out and now we're together and it's awesome, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but even those things, like understanding that God God will work out even the details of being misunderstood. You know, I think that's an important thing to like let go of those things to know yeah. I'm not always going to be misunderstood. And to be honest, a lot of things I've done in my life have sabotaged probably a lot of opportunities that I have now. <laughs> a lot of things that I've said that could have been misconstrued or, or wrong, like I, I, the favor of the Lord is, you know, yeah. like there's there's grace for a lot of those things, you know, like so you can still be your authentic self. You probably say some messed up things sometimes, you know, as long as you apologize and make sure that you're you're right with people and honor people and, and, and come back to those things and, and you seek to grow. You know, you're gonna be all right. You yeah, know, right. you're gonna be all right. And and um and I think the more that we let go, the easier it gets to let go. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. so the so so the more we actually practice letting go of other people's opinions, doing things contrary to what people want us to do. You know, what I mean, I'm not saying like blatant disregard for sound advice or something, but I'm saying letting go of people's like you know ideas of what we should be doing or whatever. The more that we practice that in our lives. Uh, even our own standards or whatever, the easier it gets, you know what I mean? To, to live actually carefree, you know, no yeah. worries, be happy. You know, it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm actually free from people now, Yeah, you know, not trying to not intentionally going against what people want, right? but to intentionally go for what you believe in. It, that's to good. intentionally do what you think is important, right? To intentionally stand for what you think is valuable, mm-hmm. right? And I and that's I think what you said is true. The more that we do that, the more that we practice that, the the easier it becomes. Right, for sure. Yeah. Well, that was a fun conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of flow, uh, that wasn't what we were going to talk about. No, but that was, that was good. That was good, man. That was 56 minutes of spontaneous glory. What are you talking about, Daryl? You don't need to have anything written. Spontaneous glory. Spontaneous glory. The name of my future church. Mm. <laughs> Band name in high school. Yeah. Well, we'll figure out what to call this episode, but <laughs> we're so grateful that you joined us. Thanks for joining us for this conversation. Yeah, talking about open space and living free, living uh, free from other people's expectations. Loving people instead of needing them. All good things. Yeah. Authenticity. It's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. Anything to say, Daryl? We love you. Mm. Live your best authentic self. Mm. Don't let nothing stop you from being you. Come on now. You know. That's all. (laughs) That's all. Okay. (laughs) Make sure to follow us. Love God and do whatever. Yes. (laughs) Augustine. Thank you, Augustine. Uh, Yeah. Follow us. Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, TikTok, all of the above. You know what I'm saying? Like our videos. I know we said Jesus didn't do this, but... (laughs) (laughs) But make sure you like and comment and stuff. You know? Follow us. Seriously. Follow us, please. We're desperate. I'm kidding. We don't need you, but we love you. We're not tied to you. We're not tied. I'm not tied to you. All insecure about it. All right. Peace out, guys. Much love. See you next week on Your Brain On. God, God, God.